successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on KMBZ 980 AM as well as on iTunes and uh, via podcast and on grillnationshow.com. Appreciate you joining us again this week. Spring is upon us. We have some warmer weather here in Kansas City, which I'm very excited about, and that is why we are going to be joined today by two awesome guests, which I will preview here in just a second. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Guest hosting contributors to the Grill Nation show are the Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, and One Light Luxury Apartments. And soon we will be uh, getting on as a quarterly uh, supporter, partner, and uh, guest co-host, KCADC. My good friend over there, Tim Cowden, and the great people over there are going to bring on some guests here on a quarterly basis. So I'm very excited to have them involved because they touch so many cool development projects and uh, things going on here in Kansas City. So stay tuned for that. We should have their first show up here at some point in June. On today's show, we are going to start off with Joel Goldberg, who you all know, uh, who broadcasts uh, many Royals games, I think close to 150 uh, throughout the year on Fox Sports Kansas City. He's also uh, done some work with the Kansas City Mavericks, as well as the UMKC <clears throat> Ruse, and he is a uh, keynote speaker as well, he'll be joining me here in just a second to talk about uh, the Royals, and also uh, it's always fun to talk to Joel to see what's going on in his world. He always is uh, doing exciting things. After Joel, we will have on Sean Edwards from Fox 4. I thought it'd be cool to talk uh, summer, now that the weather's nice. We'll have Joel on talking about the Royals, and then we'll bring on Sean. After that, who's the Fox 4 movie critic, he uh, is going to come on. I haven't seen a movie in quite some time. Uh, to preview uh, what summer movies we should be seeing this year, he is uh, uh, seeing movies all the time and obviously doing reviews all the time. I want to talk to him about what we should be looking forward to and also maybe something we had missed this year. What movies have we missed that we should have seen? I uh, enjoy going to the movies, and uh, I know you do too. So a little bit different show today. We're going to talk about entertainment uh, and also talk to two of our good old friends uh, who have been with us uh, for the eternity of uh, this show uh, in the past and future, uh, Joel Goldberg and Sean Edwards. You can follow Joel on Twitter at Goldberg uh, KC, and you can follow Sean at S Edwards KC on Twitter. Let's bring in Joel Goldberg, who will be with us for the first two segments of the show today. As I mentioned, Joel Goldberg uh, is the uh, one of the broadcasters for the Kansas City Royals and Fox Sports Kansas City, as well as an entrepreneur himself. Welcome to the show, Joel. How are you today? I'm good. I'm glad you didn't have me on to talk about the weather because I could talk about how cold it it was for. I know. Uh, so t- so tell me about that. Again. Tell me about that. So you were traveling to a lot of cold weather cities the last few weeks with the Royals. Uh, I know Detroit was on the schedule. I know you were up in Toronto for a while. 
you actually went out to other places as well, Cleveland maybe. What what was that like? Well, the warmest weather place, the warmest weather climate that the Royals have played in, or at least just the warmest weather city that they've been in, has been Kansas City. And Kansas City had two games postponed because of cold and snow and um, so even even as this show is airing, the Royals are in the midst of playing their third double header in 13 days um, <laughs> and still have another game to make up in, I think, June. The Angels will have to come back to town. So uh, we started at home, played two against the White Sox, uh, got snowed out or colded out or whatever you want to call it on the Sunday. That was snow, actually, and then went to beautiful, tropical Detroit where the third game in that series, it was just bitterly cold and nasty, so they couldn't play that. We hopped on a bus instead of waiting for the plane, went straight to Cleveland, where we got all three games in, and the wind chill for, I think, every game in that series was in the mid-20s. Came back to Kansas City, had uh, about a three-day break, where it kind of warmed up a little bit. Actually, I remember they were playing Seattle to start that series, Right. I thought, okay, it's going to be a little bit better. Like, it's not going to be wind chills in the 20s. But it was still going to be like, you know, wind chill in the mid-30s and maybe a temp in the high 30s or 40. And I remember saying to Escobar, it's just a little better. And he, you know, in an interview, and he looks at me and goes, come on, man, it's cold out there. <laughs> and, uh, and and I realized it was still really cold. And and then by the end of that homestand, that was that week, a couple weeks ago, where the weather went from being 70 for a couple of days to back down to 30. And we got um, cold or snowed out again on the Sunday against the Angels. Went back on the road to Toronto. And I remember, and this was in the middle of an ice storm. We were delayed. The airport was shut down. The um, bus had a shattered window. The player's bus, because I hit it uh, on the highway. It could have been like potentially really tragic. Um, but, but everybody was okay. Yeah. Um, and I just remember waking up that Monday morning thinking, okay, the weather is just garbage here in Toronto. But at least, at least we know that we're going to play because we'll be in a dome. And then ice falling from the CN Tower had punctured a hole in the roof of the dome, and they had to postpone that game. So that's, <laughs> it's been a that's long few weeks for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when I realized, like, if you can't, if you can't even play inside a dome, that this just might be Mother Nature saying, like, yeah, hey, you guys started the season early this year. This is what you get. Um, so I think everything's calming down now, which is good. Let me ask you a question on that. I, I seem to like the doubleheaders. I know that they're kind of old-fashioned. What what are your thoughts about that as someone that has to be there all day and, and, and deal with that in, in your job? I, I kind of like it. If from a fan perspective, it's kind of fun. Yeah, from a fan perspective, it's kind of fun. I think from everybody else's perspective, it's just a long day. I mean, I, I don't care what you do, or even if you love doing what you do, and I do, when 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 your workday doubles and your workload doubles, uh, it's not that you can't handle it, but it, it, you know, does present more challenges. And, you know, so that's, that's difficult. Uh, but, you know, it, it's the, the doubleheader in Toronto, I actually didn't mind because it was your traditional doubleheader. They don't do those too much anymore because when you do a traditional doubleheader, you can only charge for one, you know, one game. But when you do the day-night doubleheader, you can at least clear everybody out and, you know, it's a whole separate game and, you know, charge based on that. So uh, because of, the, I guess, the last minute and the tightness of the schedule, 
they did the traditional doubleheader in Toronto. I didn't mind that because we, uh, you know, we were we were going on the air for our post game show after the first game, and Danny Duffy's already walking out of the dugout to go warm up for the second game, and that post game show instead of being a half hour or whatever it is, suddenly becomes like fifteen minutes of a post game slash pre game show, and let's go on to the next game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, there was less than thirty minutes in between games, but. When you have the day-night doubleheader, you know, you might start at 1, and let's say the game ends at 4, and then we're off the air at 4.30 uh, after the post-game show, and then we're back on the air again at 6.30 for the next pregame show. So it, it turns into, for me, a, a four-show day. Mm. And um, I'll, I'll, But I'll, I'll finish that thought with just they, they still are paying me, or in this case, it's two paydays in one day to <laughs> go talk about baseball. You got it. So um, life is really not that bad. Joel Goldberg is with us. Uh, check out his website, actually, joelgoldbergmedia.com. He's uh, he's an entrepreneur himself. He does a lot of speaking here around town. Uh, we'll be right back on Grill Nation with more with Joel. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I appreciate you joining me on the radio today on KMBZ 980 AM. Also appreciate you listening if you are in your car or at the gym or uh, doing whatever you do on iTunes via podcast as well as at grillnationshow.com. Our guest uh, for this next segment again is Joel Goldberg. His Twitter handle is at GoldbergKC. He's a pre and post game and in game uh, reporter and broadcaster for your Kansas City Royals on Fox Sports Kansas City. He's also a keynote speaker. Check out more information about that at JoelGoldbergMedia.com. Joel's also uh, started a podcast, which uh, he's got some really great guests. So I'd urge you to listen to that as well. Joel, you're mentioning your travels. Uh, the Royals this season haven't started off too hot. Five and fifteen when we're taping the show. Hopefully, they've gotten a few more wins when this actually airs. But um, I mean, what the heck's going on? I know the bullpen is is not doing too well. No, I, you know, and it's not just the bullpen. At least based on you know before this homestand. So maybe maybe right now, Jason, they're on a five game winning streak. I don't know, but um, so you know, but we hope, hopeful thinking, but. Um, as of the taping of this show, they have not won back-to-back games yet this year. So they haven't been able to get any traction, but they did have a nine-game losing streak. So that would explain pretty much from a record standpoint where they're at. If you want to point one finger, and there's plenty of fingers to point, you start with the bullpen, which has just been awful. Um, and I think there are a few reasons why. You came into the year with really needing contributions Guaranteed contributions from two to three guys. Uh, Kelvin Herrera was one of them who struggled in the closers role last year, but was good in other roles. Well, he's closed, and he has been spectacular up until the recording of this show. As of the recording of the show, I think he's faced 22 batters and allowed three hits. Uh, no runs. So he has been great. But then everybody else trying to get the ball to him has really struggled. All these veterans have really struggled, and so they're now relying on guys without a lot of experience. And, and so that's becomes more of a learning experience. So that's been an issue. They, you know, they um, struggled to score runs and the offense was struggling. That, that'll come and go. That, that's part of baseball. 
Um, and and the, the starting pitching's been pretty good. But when when you need eight or nine innings out of your starting pitching, or otherwise you fear being able to hold on to a lead, it's a tough way to win baseball. Yeah. And we know that because why were the Royals so successful for all of their years? Uh, one really big reason was because of the bullpen. And quick thought on that. Uh, everybody talks about Moneyball and, um, you know, that, that, that old um, book and, and movie. That was about market inequities. And, you know, the Oakland A's were able to find value in, in, in certain, you know, categories um, that, uh, and skills that other teams hadn't identified. And I feel like the Royals kind of did that with bullpen, where you used to pay your big bucks to the closer, but suddenly the Royals were identifying guys where they had three to four closers, you know, Herrera, Davis, Holland, Ryan Madsen, Luke Hochaver, where once the game got to the sixth inning, it was over. So the Royals were able to find a lot of those guys for cheap. What ended up happening was, whoa, look, the Royals just went to two World Series and won one. Wait a minute, we need to build a bullpen like that. So the value on all of those players, whether they were closing or not, suddenly went through the roof, and now it's really expensive to build a bullpen so, uh, you know, that, that changed the game, and I think that the Royals, in some ways, you know, now suffer a little bit because of the success of what they had. Mm-hmm. Completely true. Joe Goldberg's with us. I'm looking at the uh, standings right now, Joel. The Royals are in, uh, I think, last place. They're seven games out, but they, you mentioned the run scored. They're last, I think, in baseball. The Twins have scored 69. The Royals have scored 68. The Twins are two and a half games out. The Royals are seven uh, because of the run uh, against, but... Yeah, the bats definitely aren't hot as well. Well, but I think that you you very much need to, it's not the only blame, but I think you very much need to look at the weather. And I think it would be interesting to look at cold weather teams versus warm weather teams. Or, you know, some cold weather teams, and Cleveland, by the way, off to a really bad offensive start in terms of situational hitting, Mm -hmm. and and they'll, they'll be fine. They've given up 55 runs this year. The Royals have given up 112, though. <laughs> well, but, but Cleveland's pitching is ridiculous, okay? Um, you, you know, there's that. But it's tough to hit in the cold. Uh, hitters are very uncomfortable in the cold. And the Royals also have not played in a warm-weather city yet. They haven't played other than uh, the couple of days in, in Toronto um, in the Dome. And so um, I, I do think that, that that accounts for some of it. And, uh, again, we're looking at a... You know, the numbers that you're looking at are basically a three-week snapshot of a 26-week season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always like to tell people that it's like the equivalent of if the Chiefs played one game, you know, or three or four, or maybe a game in, like, five quarters or something like that, and then you're making your judgment on them based on basically, you know, one game of, of football. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, well, maybe some would. But um, it's still <laughs> really early, um, but I'll get back to the, the, this if they can't get some production in this bullpen, they're going to really, really have a tough time winning games on a regular basis. Yeah, and I'm looking at their schedule upcoming. Um, obviously, they have this home stand, which they're on right now, but then they got to go to Boston, who's just ripping the cover off the ball. Then they're back home against Detroit. Then they're in Baltimore and Cleveland. So not many warm-weather cities in there, but again, the weather is starting to change, which is a positive. Yeah, it's changing some. And, and then Boston you know, looked like the best team ever. Based on their record, or they're like seventeen and one, or seventeen and two, and then they get no hit. So uh, a, a pretty good reminder that you really never know on a nightly basis in baseball what what could potentially happen. Um, by by an ex-royal, right? 
Yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> I'll I still take the Zobers trade. I wish we still had Zobers, but I don't know how he's playing now, but I, I love that guy. He's on, he's on the DL with, uh, with back issues right now. But, uh, you know, I, I think that most people, you know, sports lends itself to a lot of irrational thought because it's so filled with emotion. Uh, and, you know, my, my job is to kind of try to provide the stats, the facts, and the, the facts and the, and the context of it all. But I feel like most people I've talked to have had pretty rational thoughts in terms of not, oh, look, we got rid of that guy and he had a no-hitter. I think the general consensus has been, good for him, we'll take the World Series. Mm-hmm. Which is new for the Royals fans, right? Well, that's Yes. We're not like that so. usually. Uh, Joel Goldberg yeah. is with us. So, Joel, uh, you uh, Mike Moustakas is playing pretty good. What's what's his uh, attitude like? I know you're around the guys a lot. Obviously, I was a big fan of his. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that he's still with the team. I'm glad that he's playing for the Royals. Obviously, he's he's a hell of a player. He's not even 30 yet. Um, what's what do you see out of Moose so far? Been fantastic, and you know I think that there were some question marks going in because you know he turned down the Royals qualifying offer, which for you know those of us normal people we think, well, how could you turn down 17 million? But you turn that down because you think you're going to get a multiple year deal elsewhere, and then the market kind of fell apart on him. It was a weird off season, and and suddenly he ends up coming back and signing here for just six and a half million. I say just, but again, <laughs> relatively. We take that paycheck right now. Well, we, 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 we we all would, but I think that there were some questions from people, you know, just fans, or even I've heard from other broadcasters around the country as we've gone and visited their teams, and they've said, "Hey, how?" Moose's attitude, Ben. People are wondering, you know, is he going to be grumpy because of that? He's been great. He, he has been fantastic. And I think that's smart. If, we're, if he was at all upset by what happened, it does him no good because, you know, the way baseball works, you get the qualifying offer and then there's compensation attached to it. So I think a lot of teams are not wanting to pay the compensation right now. They're holding on to these draft picks. But you can't come back and, and do that again the next year. So when he's a free agent after this year, there's no compensation attached. He becomes even more valuable. Um, and, and, you know, the Royals want him to be good because obviously production is great, but it also increases his value. And, and maybe there's a trade to be had at the deadline, and they're able to go and get some really key pieces for the future. But I will say that I've never seen Mike Moustakis look as good as he has. He's in great health. Um, he looks like he is, is in really good shape, and he looks like the most complete type of hitter that I've ever seen him be. Joel Goldberg is with us. we got a couple minutes left. Joel, uh, my friends tipped me off to the show Brockmire on IFC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've watched a few episodes. Uh, it's about an ex-broadcaster who was at the top of the mountain, I think for the Royals, actually, in the mm-hmm. show. And then he now he's back in the minors. He's crawling his way back up. But they have a lot of famous broadcasters on the show. It's kind of funny. Uh, have you watched this show, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I have watched it. Um, not a, I haven't watched all of them. I watched the first few, and then I just my attention span's terrible. So then I just move on to something else, and I forget about things. So I need to circle back. Hysterical. I, I, I you know, it, it has a little bit of. Um, it, it, to me, it's kind of like the broadcast. It's like like uh, broadcasting meets a little bit of uh, Major League and Volta. Yeah, right. If, if, if that because you just get all like the feel of that old school minor, not old school, but just just sort of the the challenges of the minor leagues and, you know, the other side of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just hysterical. I'd, so, uh, I'd, 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 it's it's starting his season two, I believe, is starting here uh, yeah, soon. Uh, again, he was the Kansas City Royals announcer fictionally on the show. Yeah. And uh, he uh, there's a lot of great puns, and, and Joe Buck is on the show, and, and they play along with Joe Buck a lot with uh, yeah. <laughs> what they think about him. But uh, 
I'd urge you guys to check it out. And also, too, you got to represent the, the sports coat he wears in that show. It's pretty, pretty awesome. I, Joel, are yeah. we going to see any, uh, any kind of more aggressive sports coats out of you anytime soon? Um, I got a couple of them that are, um, you know, not quite at the Brockmire level, but that are okay. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't think I can pull that off. So I'll, I'll hold off. I've got, uh, I just mentioned that cause I purchased a bunch of, uh, new, Sports coats, and they're all navy or blue or some shade of blue. So I'm assuming, Joel, most of your sports coats and most of your attire, you have to be in a tie every day, is uh, is blue. <laughs> yeah, and, um, right. And it's less really about I have to wear Royals colors to me and more about the versatility of, um, of the fact that when I travel, you know, a less complicated coat can could take you a long ways on a road trip so you're not packing seven coats oh god don't even you don't even i don't even want to think about your packing needs joel, listen, Go, joel people, goldberg hey, listen people don't realize that's that's the most stressful thing in my job <laughs> i know right you got to pack for a, a week two week 10 day road trip I, I can't imagine that well joel goldberg thanks for coming on the show today congrats on all your success again my man and uh we'll hopefully catch back up with you soon when the royals are uh on a winning streak Sounds good. Looking forward to uh, to hearing about all the good movie choices, too. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hey, always good to catch up. Thank you, Joel. We'll be right back here on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. And it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on KMBZ 980 AM. I appreciate you joining me as well today on iTunes as well as at GrillNationShow.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show and search for me on social media. Just search Jason Grill. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, all of the social media channels where you can connect to me and the show. As I previewed in our first segment, uh, excited to have back on our friend of the show, Sean Edwards. He's an award-winning film critic for Fox TV, and uh, he does a lot of entrepreneurial things as well. He uh, is in studio today uh, to talk about some movies we might have missed, catch up with him, and then talk about some of the best summer movies we should look forward to or that should be on our radars. Radar is always a fun time when Sean Edwards is on the show. His Twitter handle is at SEdwardsKC. Sean, welcome to the show, my friend. Is Jason Grill your real name? It is, yes. Wow, I mean, that's like the second coolest name ever, right behind Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. but Tom Cruise ain't his real name. Though. So, so that's the thing. You're out in Hollywood a lot. Yeah, a lot of these yeah. celebrities, they, they have they have fake names. Yeah, right? but don't start quizzing me on that because I don't well, know which it, is which. It's just funny. I know some of them. Just I know Tom Cruise ain't real. Yeah, <laughs> it's just funny because you start you start looking through that stuff and you're like, wow, like <laughs> yeah. it's weird to think of them with their actual names. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And when do you when do you hit that point where you're like your agent or somebody says, "Hey, man, you need to change your name." I think you got to do it in the beginning because you won't get work. I just like like watching the ones who make the transition, like like how Ice Cube started off as a rapper, then uh-huh. he became an actor, but he stayed Ice Cube. <laughs> you know, That's right? You know, Queen Latifah stayed Queen Latifah, when not Dana got- Owens. But some people <laughs> go to their real name, like Ti went to like Tip Harris. I mean, you just you just never know how they're going to make that 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 switch. Or when it's time to make the switch. It, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. So, Sean, what have you uh, been up to? You've been back and forth from Man. L.A. What have you been, who have you it's been almost, interviewing lately? Anyone I'm almost, you know what? I'm almost at the point where I'm not back and forth anymore. Uh, I'm actually pursuing the thing that got me into this profession in the first place, which is actual filmmaking. Okay. So I'm actually starting to make 
movies now, make real movies now. We just had a movie that I worked on that opened on April the 20th called Traffic. Okay. Starring Paula Patton, Omar Traffic. Epps, Laz Alonzo. Yeah, it's called Traffic, uh, directed by Dion Taylor. It literally opened on April the 20th, did very well at the box office. It's a 100% independent film. Uh, we're really proud of it. It you did can check very it well. out. You can yeah. check it out in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, of course. Town. You can watch it right here. Okay. I'm representing. Traffic TRA. I'm not Janelle Monet. I'm not going on tour and not have a tour date in my hometown. That's probably not a good thing, right? No, she says she's going to have one. Okay, That's my good, girl. Good. We're actually best friends. She says she's going to have a tour stop here in KC. But no, you can totally watch Traffic right here in Kansas City. Okay, so Traffic is out, so you're doing yeah. more filmmaking. Yeah, I'm doing more filmmaking, then I'm still uh, I'm slugging it out uh, with the Movie Trip Project. Uh, we've been pitching that concept to turn that into a TV series, so I'm doing that along with Teresa O'Leary. And we're getting closer and closer. That's going to be a really, really fun TV show when we get that off the ground. And... Uh, because Give us a, a preview of that again. What is that exactly? It's like where you watch a movie and you notice the locations and we show you how to vacation at those locations. Like Star Wars fans notice all the locations that were used like in Iceland and Ireland and the UK. And we show you how you can go actually visit those locations. I mean, same with like the Avengers. People notice where these movies are shot and they want to go visit there. So we show you how to turn that trip into a really cool vacation. And because I love this show, I will give you a hot exclusive right here. Okay. My latest project is I'm working on a documentary on the Gates family in Gates Barbecue. Oh, cool. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm just writing. I'm slugging out the script right now and I'm doing all the research. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to feature a lot about the entire world of barbecue, but the focus will be on Gates and how Gates as an establishment helped to elevate Kansas City and really create this sort of millennial boom for barbecue. It's crazy how many barbecue oh spots there are now. In the last 10 years, it's insane, but they've been there are, a lot since of them. Are, a lot of them are pretty good. All of them are good yeah, because you cannot a, go wrong with barbecue and it's been perfected right here in Kansas City. I don't care what they say in Charlotte or Memphis or any parts of Texas. Mm -hmm. KC has the best barbecue flat out in the story. Let's talk movies. Okay, let's talk movies. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I've been doing lately. So I've been I, busy. You've been busy, man. I haven't seen any movies this year. You I'm always pathetic. say every I'm time pathetic. I come in here, it's like, I, 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 haven't, wasn't, I, wasn't, I haven't seen any movies this year, and it's it's May. I wasn't very. Uh, <laughs> How do you not seen a single movie? And it's the, May. Uh, the Oscars this year. Like uh, the Oscars I, not, are always terrible. No, no, not not the show, but the movies that were up for best. The movies picture. are even worse. I never, I never, I never really got into any of those. I missed all those this now, year. Now, Get Out should have won Best Picture. Get Out, okay. Get Out. That was See, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that preview. I did the last movie I saw. I think was Get Out. No, it was. It might have been I Tanya. That's not a bad one. No, around Christmas time. Yeah, that's but when they it came previewed out. one of these movies. They saw they previewed this Get Out, and I, at first I thought not, it was not a, not when you were watching I Tiny because <laughs> Get Out came out like a long time Whatever. ago. Whatever, it would be, it would be <laughs> no, just, Star Wars or something. And I was like, been. I was like, is this is this a real movie? Like at first I was like, it didn't seem like I'd be interested, but then it's up for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, Get Out should it should have won. I mean, Shape of Water, right? Yeah, you saw all those, right? Yeah, I have to. <laughs> so I would so not have a job. Let's yeah, talk about to. some movies that I've I've missed. You mentioned a, a few of them in our yeah yeah. There's there's in, only, in five. To only, only five. Only five. There are only five movies that have I'm going to ask you so about one. I want to ask you about one. That you should have seen. That, but you say I should have seen these movies. A Quiet Place. That's yes, a thriller. Quiet right? Place is great. Yeah, John Krasinski directed and wrote it and stars in it with his wife Emily Blunt. Okay, it's a He's horror the coolest film. What, what is it? It's a horror film. Okay. Straight up horror film. Uh, Black Panther didn't see that. 
How have you not? <laughs> Black Panther broke Avatar's I record. Know, I know. Black it's, Panther has made more money than Titanic, again, and you haven't seen it. The, I, it's the, the one movie people have been talking about all year long. So it was good. Like, and if you adjust it for inflation, it sold more tickets than The Dark Knight and the highest grossing James Bond movie, which is Thunderball. Really? Like, everybody in the world's seen this except for you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of loyal really, to but, Batman, Star Wars, those types of things. Yeah, it smashed um, all those you records. You mentioned traffic. Yeah, I mentioned traffic. I had to put traffic on the list because I worked on the project. That'd be insane if I didn't mention traffic or tell people to go and see it. What about a movie called Blockers? It's what is funny. That? It's a, it's a, um, what do you call it? It's a, it's a teen, it's a teen comedy about a group of parents that are trying to stop their daughters from having sex on prom night. Really? That sounds interesting. Oh, oh it's, it's very funny. It's very, 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 very funny. It's written and directed by the lady that did uh, Pitch Perfect. Seth Rogen was a producer of it. Yeah. Right? That's why it's funny. Okay. <laughs> when was that out? Is that still out? It's still out. Still out. Okay. So that's still out. So I'll check that out. Blockers. Blockers uh, is funny. Oh, I saw a, uh, an ad for that at South by this year on the side of a bus. Yeah, yeah, with the rooster. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, okay, so that's when we should check out. That's a comedy. And Love, Simon. Uh, and uh, Love, Simon. What is it's that? like a John Hughes movie for this generation about a young man who's trying to come out of the closet while in high school. And Love. it's done very well. Love, Simon. That is also in theaters. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about stuff people can't go and see. Okay. That's not fun. That's not fun Okay, so I have a question. Um, Isle of the Dogs. <laughs> Why are you, I, I wanted to see that because I like dogs. Is that is that a uh, well, is, that a good ex, is that is that is that creative, exciting? Wes it's Anderson. A, that's a movie to see if you love dogs, if you love weirdness, or if you love stop motion animation. Okay, which is if you add up those three, that's you know a lot of people love dogs. I'm not sure about weirdness or stop motion animation. It just uh, looks kind of new. It looks kind of different. It's fun. It's fun. Got a very it high got ratings. Mixed, yeah, it got mixed up in a little controversy, but okay. I, I I thought that was like a little unfair, but it looks. I didn't create it. It's got a lot of good reviews. It's uh, a good movie. Rotten Tomatoes loves it. It's, it's, it's up there. It's fun. Like I said, it's weird. It's quirky. You know, if you like stop motion animation or love dogs, then it's good. It, okay. works. it works. Definitely want to check that out. I wouldn't put it on the top of my must see list, but it works. It's, it's entertaining. It's, it's entertaining. very entertaining. Like yeah, yeah. Things. You will not be bored. Okay. Uh, we got a ton of movies to discuss. We're here with Sean Edwards, Fox 4 movie <laughs> critic. And uh, he's Already. also a uh, making movies uh, and doing I'm all trying, kinds of crazy man, things. Man, I'm trying. He, uh, I'm we've trying. got, I've got a list up here. We got a couple, couple more minutes left in the segment. Then we have another segment. Are we Best starting with the summer stuff now? Yes. All right, because it's unofficially now the summer movie season? Well, it's getting nicer outside, finally. Well, no, uh, it's because the Avengers is kicking off the summer movie season. Okay, and I have no interest in seeing this, but you probably do. And what? you're probably seeing it pretty soon. What? You? What is it? The Avengers. I can't, yeah, I've seen, I can't talk about it. Oh, you've already seen it? Yeah, I can't talk okay, about so it. Okay, so it's I'm coming out here soon. Embar- what they call it? What's the word called? I'm embargoed. <laughs> that's a, that's a very... I can't sig- talk about it. So anyways, it's coming out. Um... Star Wars has another installment this summer. And by the way, there are going to be a lot of uh, action mu- hero movies again this That's year. That's all right you there. get in summer times. Explosions and animated features. So tell me about Solo, a Star Wars story. Well, it's based off the it character seems like Han a Solo. Star, there's Han Star Wars Solo. movie every six months. Because Disney bought the, they bought the franchise. They're cranking them out. they got to get that money back. But, I mean, Han Solo is arguably one of the most popular characters from the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. He's getting his very own movie. Okay, but the thing is, everybody's talking about the Lando Calrissian character because it's played by Donald Glover, mm-hmm. who right now is hot as fish grease. There's nothing <laughs> he can't do. Like he stars in movies, like big movies, like 
Solo, a Star Wars story. He's a showrunner on his own TV show, Atlanta, which comes on FX, which gets like huge, huge critical praise. Mm-hmm. He records Grammy-nominated albums. He, he does What's all this, this Donald stuff. Glover? Donald Glover. Okay. Childish Gambino. Sure. He plays Lando Calrissian, who was played by Billy D. Williams in the original. Yeah, Childish Gambino is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. He does it. I mean, you know. Like he, he does it all. He's, he's trying to hosting, do it. He's like Justin Timberlake. He's hosting SNL and going to be the musical guest on the same show. Really? That's how awesome he is. Okay. How old is this kid? Uh, young, he's 30 man. 30-something. He's young. Yeah, okay. he's young. He's young and fresh. So Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes. So every year they have these these movies. Uh, I'm so tired of these Star Wars movies. But <laughs> Hold on a second here. Usually they come out in December. I saw that they changed That's the true. date. Yeah. Uh, usually they're in December, which I kind of like because then it doesn't get mixed up with all the other action hero summer oh, movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure why they moved this one to the summertime. Yeah. This, I looked, this up, is gonna the, be looked up on Wikipedia. They had the whole background about how they changed producers on this and all kinds and of stuff. And directors. And directors. And so this is a prequel, though. This yes, is Young Solo. This is Young Solo. Because okay. I don't think it'd be fun watching old Solo. Harrison's <laughs> getting up there. <laughs> they tried old Indiana Jones and yeah. it was so bad. Was it? I never saw that. You never saw that one? No. It was so bad. Okay. So we don't want to see an old Solo. We want Young Solo. Sean Edwards is with me today. We're discussing a summer movie preview. We've got so many more movies to discuss here after the break. Uh, you're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM I'm here with Sean Edwards. Follow him on Twitter at at S at S Edwards KC. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, KMBZ 9, 8 a.m. and on iTunes and GrillNationShow.com. Here again with Sean Edwards from Fox 4. He's a award-winning movie critic. We're talking summer movies that uh, he is looking forward to seeing and that we should all be having on our radars and checking out. One of those is Sorry to Bother You. What's that all about? Yeah, man, it's a, a weird, small indie film starring the up-and-coming, incredible Lakeith Stansfield. Um if you don't know that name, you've probably seen him on. He's on Atlanta, which is on FX. He was in Selma, a couple other smaller movies. This dude's an incredible talent. Um, I'm just looking forward to this movie because it's the one movie on the list that has the potential to be fresh, original, thought-provoking, and way different from everything else you're going to see all summer long. Uh, Ocean's 8. Yeah, man. <laughs> Got to put one on the list for the ladies, man. That's the reboot of the Ocean's franchise. It's Sandra Bullock and Rihanna they're gonna, and like, They're going to break into a, in something and they're steal something. They're breaking into something, and- <laughs> except this time it's not in Vegas. It's okay. in New York. Okay. So it has potential, but it's the ladies. Although, I'm really curious to see if this film gets the sort of backlash, backlash at the all-female Ghostbusters cast got. Remember how much hatred yeah. was like thrown that way? People hated that movie before they even saw it. So it'd be interesting to see how people respond to the all-female version of this franchise. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, another Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool was great, but I think it was great because it was so unexpected and came out of nowhere. But I do dig Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's great in, in the lead role. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what more they can do, but I'm still looking forward to seeing Deadpool 2. I just don't know where they're going to go with it, but... Hey, it's another comic book movie, which I generally do not like, but I did like the first Deadpool. One one movie that's not on your list is Terminal with uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, 
yes, yeah. I, I, I like I, her, so that's why I threw it on the list. Yeah, I do like her. I'm just not looking forward to that. It was, I like her because other she's, movies she's, I'm looking forward she's to. She's talented I love her. and beautiful. No, she, no, no, no. She's very beautiful. Like, because people ask me this question all the time because I interview a lot of people and like, she's so striking that it's almost hard to interview her. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Yeah, you can't get a question She's out. awesome. Deadpool's coming out. We also have, uh, if you're noticing a theme here, there's a lot of action movies. Yeah, a lot uh, of action. Mission Impossible followed. Is Tom Cruise still uh, bringing yes. him to the box office? I, he does okay domestically. He's still bringing it internationally, and that's why these movies still get made. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had to just rely on American audiences, I think he would be in the retirement home right now. <laughs> but globally, these movies still make a ton of money. And he's still out there doing his own stunts and everything. So, hey. Oh, he is. Yeah, at least he's try. I think he got hurt on this one, if I'm not mistaken. But he's still out there doing it. So, I mean, I don't mind these Mission Impossible movies. I mean, none of them have ever made any sense, but they're really fun to watch. You don't have Jurassic World on your list. I couldn't believe there's no. I went back and changed. No, I went back and changed my list. I'm kind of looking forward to Jurassic. What's it called? It's called. um, How can you Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Kingdom, June 22nd. How can you reinvent the Jurassic Park over and over? They did the last. The last one made like a billion (laughs) dollars. I don't. I don't. The last one made the last Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, whatever you want to call it, made a billion dollars. People like watching these. Everyone knows the dinosaurs are fake, but people love watching them. No, they love the, the scripts. I, I saw I, I saw Jurassic Park scripts on, on eighth grade. I think it was maybe it was high school. I don't remember. Freshman year, I went on a date. I remember the movie theater. I remember the whole right. thing, and it was so cool back then. It was like the early nineties. Cool. No, the first because you had never because you had never that's seen anything point. like it they before. Just, but now they're milking. That's twenty five years ago, man. And it's, it's it's Hollywood. They are milking it, man. They I just want some creativity. The last one, just remember, the last one made a billion dollars. That's insane. Uh, Incredibles two. No, nothing about this franchise. Was what do you mean? The just, Pixar movie with the, the superhero family? Yeah, tell me about it. You don't that. remember the first one? I don't know. The first one was dope. Okay. The first I have no kids, Sean, so I don't, I don't get to yeah, see Yeah, but a lot of grown movies. people saw The Incredibles because Pixar, they tend to make kid movies that aren't really kid movies that adults enjoy more than the kids that you take to see them. Mm-hmm. But the first Incredibles was a really, really cool movie. I'm not sure what they're doing with this one, but the previews, they look okay. I try not to watch the trailer because a lot of times it gives too much away and it kind of like just... I just don't want that in my head when I have to watch a movie to review. But I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they're doing with this because Pixar they don't do a lot of sequels, so we're getting Incredibles two this year. One of your, uh, one of the movies that wasn't on your list that I saw on a list, which is just which one? I gotta read the intro to this one. It's called Tag. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a group okay, of friends yeah. been playing the same game of tag for decades, but now the game is ending, and everyone only has one chance to tag the champion. It's got John Hamm in it, right. Ed Helms. It's a co-starring in a film about a schoolyard game way too far, combining action and humor in what could very well be an exciting way. I have no idea what this movie's about. It's no, not, it, but it does, does sound intriguing. It does sound intriguing. <laughs> but it adults also, playing tag, right? What? But it also sounds similar to Game Night, which came out earlier this year, which was not a bad movie and did very well. So that could be like a that could be one of those summer sleeper hits. Okay, um, Superfly. Yeah, that's okay. Remember, there, there was an original movie called Superfly back in 1972 during the black exploitation era. Mm-hmm. It was actually a groundbreaking film about a cocaine dealer who wants to have one last score before he gets out the game. It actually had a lot of social and you know political impact back in the day. In fact, the film was so gritty and real and raw that the NAACP actually boycotted the movie. But the cool thing about the original Superfly is it produced the all-time number one best ever soundtrack, which was recorded by Curtis Mayfield. Mm. Like the Superfly soundtrack is is better than the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. It's I mean, name another great soundtrack, but the Superfly soundtrack, in my opinion, is the best soundtrack 
ever, ever, ever created in the history of movies. So they're redoing this movie now. I, I just want to see it just because the first movie is a classic, especially if you talk black film. The first Superfly is everything. So I'm really curious to see if this is going to like fall in line with the original or be more like the millennial version of Belly. And all okay. my hood rat friends know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sean Edwards is with us from Fox 4. Uh, continuing on, uh, local phenom and hero, Paul Rudd is now a superhero. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah, is coming the, out that's July the sequel. 6th. That's the sequel, uh, man. Fourth of July time. What? He is making money the first as a superhero. One did, yeah, now. the first one did well. Yeah, he's he's. It's a good movie. I saw it. Paul Rudd is officially making retirement money. Is he? He's yes, yeah, making he's retirement up. money. He's making. He's Ma- making. Remember the days on Friends. I know it's he's Phoebe's making. Boyfriend. I can write bigger checks for big slick money. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be a good one. I know you like the first name. The first one's good because it was. I was surprised. Cause, I mean, Ant Man in the Marvel comic universe is like a third tier character. Yeah, and they. They did well with that. What I don't understand is The Rock. He's still making movies and still people think he's going to run for president. I don't. He's see, not I, running for I, I president. I know, I know. I don't see the intrigue with Rock, but he, he's got a movie called Skyscraper. Skyscraper, man. Come on. He's, he just keeps making blockbusters. Come on, man. He, Rampage did well. I know. Who knew? I couldn't name 10. I couldn't. I saw a quiz on TV. It's like name five Rock movies. Uh, I couldn't name <laughs> two of them. Uh, let's see. What else do we got just here? Just go Fast Furious 7, Fast Furious 8, Fast Furious 9, Fast Furious 10, and then you got them. There you go. Um, okay, what else we got here? We have. Uh, Let's see, you covered almost everything. I covered Christopher Robin. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be like sort of like a little trippy. It's it's a it's live action, but it's weird. I'm I'm just I'm that's the geek in me coming out. I really want to see that. We, and then another one on the list is um, this one's really cool from a lot of different perspectives. It's called Black Klansman. It's directed by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and it's produced by Jordan Peele who wrote and directed Get Out, but it's also written by Kevin Wilmot, who's from the Kansas City area. Okay. Yeah, so it's got a local it's got a local connection. Oh man, so many science fiction. We got we got even got Keanu Reeves playing a scientist in a movie called Replicas yes, in yes, August. Yes, Keanu. I mean this guy I like Keanu, but Keanu's the you know what Keanu's one of the coolest dudes I've ever it. met though. That's not definitely not his real name. No, no, actually it is. Is it really? It's Hawaiian. He's from Hawaii. That's actually his real name. Wow. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, everybody. Keanu Reeves. So there's about thirty to forty Blockbuster summer movies coming out. And 150 uh, total. And 150 total. 150 what you are classified as summer movies, which will be released from May 1st through August. How many days are in August? 30 or 31? 30, 31. I, I don't know. Until August. Sean Edwards has been our guest. Sean Edwards from Fox 4, award-winning movie critic at S. Edwards KC. Sean, my man, thanks for coming on the show. We'll have you on again. I'm assuming no, always in the fun. future. Uh, talk movies, talk Talk really good movies, and hopefully next time we can talk about some non-action uh, uh, movies. Some adult movies, yes, man. Some yes. grown folks appreciate, appreciate you coming on today. No, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Yeah.